One of them is none other than the pig man of Canic Chase. <laughs> That's right, Ooh. Susie. Pig man. Sexy. Who's pig man. He sounds like he could he sounds like he could be the one you're after. Yeah. Mr. Baconhead. <laughs> Find herself a young lad. Yes, and Bob was the same age as her, so they're like grandparent age. Love that for her. When we arrived, Cora was standing in the doorway waiting for us. She kissed me on the cheek. I wrinkled my nose because she smelled of piss. (laughs) That is literally what it says. And the uh, the body, get this, the body was found next to a fairy mound called Sylvia. I thought that was like another word for a vagina. What? Fairy mound? (laughs) Yes. Welcome to episode 59 of Ghost Hunt. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Disclaimer. We think it's 59. We're very ahead of ourselves. If it's not... We're banking them. Banking. Banking. Bank we're ahead. It. Right now, we're pre-Christmas. So it's the uh, 23rd? No. Tw- no, 22nd. 22nd. 22nd of December. So actually, this is our most Christmassy episode. It is. I feel. I do feel very Christmassy yeah. at the minute. Bought all my presents. Actually, no one cares, do they? I've got a uh, ginger bread latte. Ginger bread. I've yeah. gone back onto my white mocha. I've got extra shot, extra hot, one one less shot of syrup, and skinny. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is delicious. Whoever was serving me at Starbucks today They knew took what they were liking. doing. Yeah, it's right. it's so wonderful. Oh, Susie just thought she saw a ghost and stuff. But well, actually, she fucking scared the shit out of me because we were just getting a coffee. Someone was talking, staring at you. and Susie was like, "What was that woman staring at?" And I looked inside. There was nobody there. To be honest, it was really odd. She was stood in the middle of the concourse. Can we call it concourse? That? <laughs> the foyer. That's <laughs> not apple. The Bucky foyer. <laughs> and it was like she was waiting for a coffee, but she was just stood right in the middle. Um. Not surrounded by anything, like not at the till, not where you wait. She's just stood and she was just staring at you. And I was like, either you've got like, you know, a, a lesbian admirer mm. or someone who lo- like knows you because yes. you are public facing <laughs> or a ghost. Because she was she Well, was I couldn't see her at first. This dead eyed stare. 
Mm. She might be a fan of ghost hunts, and now she's could be listening to this, going, "Yeah, I was looking. Yeah, that was me on the twenty second. Yeah. yeah, now you're being weird about. Now it. you're being weird. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> very exciting. Oh, and um, uh, you know, I did my Christmas gig at the exhibit. Mm. There was a really lovely fan in, and she came up oh. and was like, "Oh my god, love ghost hunts!" And I was like, "Oh my god!" And um, I feel really bad because um, she left before I could say like, "Thanks for coming." Oh. And I, I just want to say thank you. It for looked coming. gorgeous that gig. It, was, it looked gorgeous. It was stunning, I have to say. Did you um, sit? Did you sit in your sled? Well, I didn't. No, oh. because it was a bit creepy if I'd sat in the sled and staring at the act yeah. from behind. Yeah, that's... so everyone's looking at me, looking yeah. at them. Yeah, that's true. I just thought, you know, give with me your privacy. Whip. Yeah, yeah, give them being like... privacy on stage, <laughs> on stage, on a public stage. <laughs> yeah, but um... did you have Christmas drinkies? Oh my god, we did. And and the exhibit gave me a wonderful bottle of champagne, and it was really oh. cold. And I, I, I looked back on that, and I thought, should I have opened it and shared it with everyone? But yeah. I didn't. Did you not? No, is that really bad? Susie went, thank you. I did. Bye. Well, it's my Christmas present. Enjoy your pints of lager. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. What is the etiquette on that? Because I felt like a right dicker because it crossed my mind to open it. But some people were drinking red wine. I mean, no one's going to turn down Lauren Perry at no, champagne. No, 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 no. So I felt like a bit of a Grinch, actually. No, fuck it. Have it on Christmas Day. Well, this is it. To yourself. And I'm having a very quiet Christmas. Yeah. So I think maybe ever. With I, your brownies. But yeah, yeah. But I um. Anyway, I just, you know, when you wake up the next day and you're like, did I do anything bad? And then oh, you're like, oh, you I really should have shared my champagne. Nah, fuck it. You reckon? Yeah. Would you have opened it? I mean. Because Martin went, this is from the exhibit as a thank you for everything you've done and la la. That's really nice. And I went, oh, that's so good. I had a card and it was my present. Oh. But then, because it was straight from the fridge. Well, no, like, if, it's for, if it's a gift, yeah, take it home. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I definitely did. Oh, I did. Um, um, yeah, I would have taken it home. But Absolutely yeah. taken it home. So there was a hun in the wild and she was called oh, Gina. Oh, that's so nice. Um, and I didn't catch her name. I think it was like Serena. I've probably got it wrong. I'm oh, so sorry. Serena. Well, thank you, Serena, Serena. No, I don't Serrano. think it was that. It wasn't that. But, Samantha. Um, Either way, Merry Christmas to Merry you, Hun. Thank you for well, coming. Well, it's over Christmas now, isn't it? Everyone's, <clears> um, Everyone's back at work in uh, the dreary, dreary days. Oh, come on. What is this? I had something I wanted to bring up. Oh, oh God. That sounds very official. <laughs> like a HR. We're over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I won't be doing that joke again. Please don't. <laughs> You're like, please. I always think that I'm really going to prank you and be like, look, I can't do this anymore. Don't do that. And I, and I just think, I just don't think I could get even through one second of you being like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I would shake with rage. <laughs> like me and Adam have decided we're going to do our own podcast now. Um, also, about relationships. I think you wouldn't be able to lie that well. No, I'm not very good at it. No, you... <laughs> Everyone's seen the trailers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, just, I think I'd see through that. The thing, yeah. the way you get me is by just jump scaring me because yeah. you don't have a chance. I'd have a fate. chance to be like, yeah, you're lying. I don't. If, if I really wanted to, I think I could. I do. I could do it for about two minutes. Um, I don't know what I was going to bring what? up. You can't remember. No. <laughs> <laughs> This is great podcasting from Hannah and Susie. No, but um, I had a hydrofacial. Oh, Did yeah. I look glowing? What yeah, you, you look great. Do you actually think? Yeah. I oh. said to you last night on Huns, Huns After Dark, patreon.com slash ghost Huns, um, that you look <laughs> I feel like very you're going to mutter that in your um, mutter that in your sleep. I do, yeah. Okay. Patreon.com Patreon.com forward slash ghost Huns. <laughs> Sponsored uh, by. No, wait, we don't have content. a sponsor. No, we don't. Hours and hours of content, including Huns, Huns After Dark and Monthly Ghost Huns, which are great to about an hour and a half each. 
<laughs> and we're done. And that's our episode. <laughs> so, Thanks for joining us. It's been stunning. I'm going to drive over Christmas now. <laughs> Driving home. We're going to have a little Christmas, Christmas drinky, aren't we? Oh, 100%. Ooh, little Tim, percent. you're coming for you're coming for a beverage now, isn't it? Yeah, I'll come for a drink. Yes, little Christmas drink. That's what we like to hear. Little Crimbo drinky. A Ghost Hunts team Christmas special. Yes. Um, but, actually, but these people don't care about that. No. What, what if we I, actually feel a bit naked with no tinsel and... Yeah, it's, you know? it's horrendous. Yeah, I we hate haven't it. We haven't done anything to dress up this pod box. I'm leaving. Don't say it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, this is it. So, um, you know, I was talking about thin places. Yes. Yes. Well, um, someone commented on YouTube that um, we should go to this place in Scotland. It's like this. Your eye just twitched quite <laughs> severely. It? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's severe tiredness. Yeah. You have been yeah. driving since six a.m. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this this lady said, "Look up Nesta Fornario," and I'm, I might read you the article. Whereabouts in Scotland? Oh, go on. Point. Yeah, go ahead. As a bit of a talking point. <laughs> to be I, fair, sorry. I feel like I've spent every day with you for the past three weeks. Yeah, so and that, I am running out of things to talk about. Yeah, what else can we talk? Like, about? how's your vaginal pH balance? Oh, I wish I knew. Yeah. Um, although, to be fair, our, you know, our, <laughs> doing, are doing well. <laughs> yeah, we've stopped bleeding profusely. Um, yeah, exactly. we definitely don't have a severe illness. Which we're really thrilled about, condition. Oh, because we did think for a while that both of us were riddled with the same thing. Yeah, we did. Um. People are probably listening thinking they, we, we've both got chlamydia. So. Yeah, well, and we didn't know. I have never <laughs> had chlamydia. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Mom. <laughs> Love I have to be careful now because I did a radio interview yesterday and uh, I said that I'd throw her under the bus for 30k and I got home and she was like, oh, throw me under the number 63, would you? For 30,000 pounds. I was like, yeah, for 30,000 pounds. Yeah. Which no one's offered me yet, so don't worry. So wait, you would throw your mum under the bus for 30K? I said I'd throw her under the bus for 30k, yeah. That's, um... Not under a physical bus. <laughs> a metaphorical <laughs> bus. Like, I'd go and tell the police that she's evaded a taxes or something. For 30k? You're quite a cheap buy. I am a cheap buy. I'll take anything. Yeah, you really As will. long as I can afford my skincare and yeah, makeup. Yeah, we do like our skincare. I'm absolutely, I'm fine. <laughs> You've put loads for Christmas. Anyway, no one cares about Christmas. No Why do I keep talking about Christmas? So shall I tell it's not Nesta. I don't know why I called her Nesta. Her name's Netta. So that's the first mistake. Jesus, so sorry, Don't Netta. come to our podcast for a very well researched yes. story. No. But I do want to read you this article because <clears throat> um, <laughs> it's it that was the most weird eye contact <laughs> um, I've ever experienced. That was uncomfortable. Yeah, well. Tim, make sure the door's not locked. Easy <laughs> escape. Yeah, well, you just said in a parallel life, you're a fucking serial No, player. I just expressed my um, in intense love for true crime podcasts. Oh, by the way, um, I know we've spoken about this. Anyone listening, listen to Ghost Story. Oh, my God. Isn't it fantastic? Phenomenal. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I yeah. did. I'll, listen, some of the voices are a bit plummy. Oh no, but I love that. It's like I'd... it's like posh, uncanny. Yeah. And they it's all if you like a murder mystery, if yeah. you like a paranormal twist, yeah. if you like Downton Abbey vibes, yes. it's got all of those things. It's so good. It is so good. And it, what's great is that it's all told from the point of view of this journalist, and he's talking about his wife's family. Mm. So it's got this in-law tension because yes. he's digging up um the past. Yeah, and they're like, Could you, could you maybe not shit. see this place? And he's like, I knew that I am part of the family. 
But, you know, it is a bit awkward. It makes it incredibly awkward, doesn't it, darling? It's yeah. Like, and you dance yeah. as part of the family. I know, it's about the dance. He's honestly, it's weird. It is so good because there's there's murder it's intrigue. It's the production value is incredibly high, I will say. Yeah. Which is, which is great. There's no... There's no... They, they've got things like sound effects. <laughs> They've got a soundboard. <laughs> they're not. They're not recording that in. Uh, no, the podcast, no. There's no peaks and troughs with those no. those levels. <laughs> no one's munching on some uh, fucking there's sesame no snaps. No, it's always <laughs> sesame snap or guzzling down or Starbucks by bar. the gallon. Yeah, exactly. Kombucha from a Spotify yeah. fridge. <laughs> no, talk about the stealing. What? No, we're allowed to. Are we? Yes. Oh, I didn't think we were. I've just been stealing them. Well, you feel good about that, don't you? But actually, I think I, you're allowed. Yeah, part of me does. When I accidentally stole that nail polish that time, I felt a big Sorry? sense of oh yeah. I've when stole, I'm a I'm a criminal mastermind. <laughs> What's she talking about? I accidentally stole a nail polish from Sainsbury's. Oh, accidentally! And I got home, sure, and I was like, yeah, but listen, I can understand how people do because I got a real thrill when I got home, and I was like, I haven't paid for this. Ooh. I did that with some bananas the other day. What? Nail scan. polish is a little bit easier than a fucking massive no, bunch listen, of bananas. I was at the self scanner. Right? Yeah. And they didn't have um, a weighing bit. Right. And I had my bananas. Right. And I, I put through the other items, like the bread and the eggs. Right. The bananas, they don't have a fucking barcode. No, you're supposed to put them in individually. I tried. Mm. Didn't work. Oh. So I shoved them in my so bag and went on my fucking way. Oh, so you did it on purpose. Oh, I fucking went on the rob for bananas, yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Banana burger. one of the Cray twins in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she Cray. <laughs> Bitches be cray cray. <laughs> mm, banana. <laughs> yeah, it was hardly like a 70 yeah. inch TV. <laughs> well, <laughs> Fucking exactly. punch bananas. I actually think the woman who was like um, manning the area, yeah. um, womaning, she, I think, saw me do it and couldn't give a flying toss. No, they don't care. She couldn't give Not a fuck. Who cares? It was around Christmas time, so you're just like, do you know what? If she wants to nick four bananas, yeah. feel good about herself. You've got a quiet Christmas day. Yeah. You need to have something I need to look some back thrills. on. <laughs> what shall I nick on Christmas Day? Oh some kids' could... presents. Oh yeah. Do a proper Grinch. Uh, go to the go to the soup kitchen and steal all the down a chimney and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Susie on the front page of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Covered in soot. Yeah, yeah. She'd be like, has she blacked up? <laughs> oh dear. No, she's lost a fucking I'd be like, mind. Oh no, thank God, she's just stealing children's presents. Good. Oh, we're not getting cancelled. <laughs> goodness for that. Okay. And um, would you like to hear about the mysterious case of Netta Fornari? I'd love to, please. So, um, thank you for whoever um, wrote about this because it's a really weird oh. case. So I'll tell you about it. Uh, Netta Fornario was found dead on the Scottish island of Iona on November 19th, 1929, and she was 33 years old. She was found naked apart from a black cloak with scratches on her feet and a knife was found nearby, as well as a cross that was cut into the hillside near her body. The circumstances behind her death remain mysterious even after so many years. What happened to Netta remains a subject of much speculation. Mm. Um, Apparently, uh, the Isle of Iona is a sacred place for the ancient Celts and it was um, an early Christians where the Celtic Christian illuminated manuscript, the Book of Kells, was created. The island has been visited and used for ceremonial worship long before Christianity arrived. Oh. Um, she was born in Cairo in Egypt in 1897. So I'm unlike her. It's long. Yeah, she's oh, you're, so you're, Egyptian. Oh, you're suggesting that you're the reincarnation of... Yeah, Netta. <laughs> you could be a Netta. She had an English mother and an Italian doctor father. 
Okay. Interesting, nice. isn't it? And then um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, she actually, um, she lived in Streatham for a bit. That's she went, weird. She went from Cairo to Italy. So did she. Stratton. Oh, God. That's horrible, isn't it? What a come down. <laughs> yeah, but I've heard that Cairo's a bit ming. What? <laughs> what do you mean Cairo's a like bit ming? Like it's minging. Yeah. Is Cairo where the pyramids are? Yeah. Yeah, it's minging. Okay, well, we've got it on good authority. Have you been? No, but I know a lot of people that have, and it's just not very nice. Well, you should, Lots go, of litter. you should go yourself. Lots of litter. I don't fancy it. Can't no, be asked. Can't be asked. Yeah. Okay. Um, so at the time, London and the surrounding area had many occult societies and orders operating with the rich and famous. Oh, we'd be part of them. Yeah, we would definitely go to. You remember that Hellfire Club thing? I told you about. That? Oh yes. Yeah, we'd so be part of that. Yeah, where it's like drinking that. in caves with candles oh, and yeah. orgies and Satanists. I'd do that anyway. Yeah, yeah. We almost went dogging the other night. <laughs> no one asked us to. Even we, just want, we, just want to be, we just want to be part of any club. <laughs> but if you want to see that, go to <laughs> patreon.com slash ghost chase. Um, anyway, she became a member of the Alpha et Omega offshoot of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, founded by the occultist Alistair Crowley. Um, members of many of these orders dedicated themselves to learning ancient magical rites. Oh my goodness. Going into meditative trances, summoning spirits and demons and participating in intricate ceremonies that could last for days. This is for the rich and famous because they don't have jobs. Yeah, well they've got other things. they've got no <laughs> like, worries. Sorry, I'm in a d- demonic trance. They've got no problems so they create their <laughs> I own. I can't pick up the kids. Mm, yeah, I can't yeah. fuck in for work cuz No. Yeah. That's why I need a full-time 24-hour nanny. Yeah. Wet nurse. <laughs> Wet nurse. Is that where, is a wet nurse where another person breastfeeds your child? Because that is minging. Yes, it is. Yeah, your your tits are in um, service for someone else. I don't like that at all. Also, how do you make your boobs just like lactate for a baby that isn't yours? Well, if you've had a baby recently, you'll be lactating. But also, apparently, if you have if you have a baby and you've even stopped breastfeeding, a child's cries will make you lactate. I don't like it. it. I just don't like it. That like honestly, if that can happen, why can't ghosts be real? Yeah. If a tit can magically mil- be milked <laughs> as a result of a baby's cry, yeah. Why can't an old Victorian woman be wandering around the moors <laughs> in Starbucks, like, it's staring absolutely, at you? Absolutely, yeah. It's outrageous, actually. Do you know what? I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so angry. But yeah, just the cry of a child can make. Do you know my what? My make... my um my friend's tit went off when a went off. <laughs> Went off when a seagull started squawking. No, yeah. that's amazing. She lives by the sea and it was like, oh, no, no. She, she was like, oh. <laughs> oh my God. Can I'm going to make sure my sister goes nowhere near Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Yeah, do not. She'll no. start spraying everyone. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. Like a hose. <laughs> It's seagull squawking. It's seagull. Do you know, there's no dignity. There's no, no it's dignity. It's fucking horrible. But then, like, for a barren lady like mm. me... Barren! My tits barren. aren't going to... Well, no, but... Do you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're a spinster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for... You're like, no, you're not barren, sweetheart. You're a not spinster. Barry, you're a spinster. Thanks. Um, but for me, if I went to Blackpool Pleasure Beach, my tits aren't going to start going, are they? No. But Fine. you've never had milk. You've never like. I've had. I'm having a gingerbread <laughs> latte, and it's got milk in it. Does it go straight to your tits? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to have skinny. It'll go straight to my tits. Oh, it will go straight to my tits. Yours is basically water, oh, red top. Get in your box. Um, right. Are you ready to hear more about Nesta? Yeah, we Nesta. should. We should probably because this podcast is for now. I had nothing to do with ghosts. We're going for twenty minutes. <laughs> no, this is all about like cultists. Yes, this is good. Let's get back into this. Anyway. 
So apparently Netta was getting in too deep to things she couldn't understand or control. When she arrived on the island, most summer lodgers were leaving, so accommodation was easy to find and she stayed with this family and she was showing strange behaviours. She was going into trance-like states. She had a distant look in her eyes and would sometimes speak in incoherent ramblings. It was said that her silver jewellery had turned black. It's because she got it off Etsy or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a bit green and black. Because <laughs> she paid £3.50 for it in Claire's accessories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. not Wolf and Badger, as we know you like shopping. Love Wolf, Wolf and Badger. Um, apparently, she sent a very cryptic message to her London housekeeper saying she would not be home anytime soon as she had a terrible case of healing to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pam, I'm not home tonight. I've got healing to do. Oh, I've got a terrible case of healing. Adam would tell me that. She would roam around the island for hours trying to visit as many many pre-Christian sites as she could. Um, Yada, yada. She'd go... Basically, she was going around this island in a fucking trance. Mm, In winter, dressed in black. And that would be fucking terrifying to spot. I'd just do it for a laugh, though. Yeah. Like, look at all these idiots. And then um, one day she went missing. They went out searching for her. No one could find her. And that's when she was discovered by two local men, Hector and... Hector. Hector and Hector? No, actually. It sounds like a butcher's. There's two Hectors that found her. Hector and Hector found her. a law firm. And the uh, the body, get this, the body was found next to a fairy mound called Scythian War. I thought that was like another word for a vagina. What? Fairy mound? Yeah. (laughs) My fairy mound is closed. (laughs) That is disgusting. You can't climb my fairy mound. Oh, that is grim. Um, anyway, it says, dotted oh. through the British Isles, these enchanted hills are often the rem- remnants remnants of Iron Age Celtic structures. And she or someone else had carved a cross into the hillside where she lay using the discarded knife. According to some occultists, this is a method used when contacting the fairy realm. Upon first inspection, it looked like she died from exposure. But some reports noted that her feet and toes were cut, suggesting she was running. But running too where or from what? Oh, spooky, so there you go. Spooky. And that is the story of Netta Fornario. Wow. And I just think, you know, like a posh occultist from back in day. Yeah, I love that. I and love um, that. and uh, I think whoever suggested this said, you know, go and visit oh, Iona. Well, okay, well, that's what we're going to do. And find in fact, great. when we go to Edinburgh, actually, mm. whereabouts is it, did you say? In the Highlands? Scottish Island. Mm. I couldn't tell you more than that. We should probably go to Scotland. Um, We should probably go to Scotland, yeah. Okay, great. Looking forward to it. Oh, well, look, she's got a grave. <coughs> oh, God, excuse me. She she got a grave. Let's have a look. She's got a she's grave. She's buried in a simple grave on the island. Simple. And and she appears in um, the ghost book, Strange Hauntings in Britain. I don't want a simple grave. I want a vajazzled one. I know you do. Yeah, look, it's like that. Anyway. No. Anyway, so that's the story of Netta, so I hope you enjoyed it. Well, thank you so much. I certainly did. Shall we, shall we tarot? Of course. Will you yes. join me in a tarot? Would you like to pick? Oh yes, please. Okay, so you do a bit of shuffling. You have to you know, make, make this your own. This is the first one of the new year, is it? No. Yeah. Well. No, I don't. First one. First one of the new year for the pod. Okay, it's got to be a goodie. Yeah, this okay. is going to set the tone for twenty twenty four. Do you think it's going to set the tone for the whole of twenty twenty four? Oh, that's a lot of pressure. What if I get You'd the tower? Better fucking pick well. No, You've never pick, had the tower. No, have we? tower is okay because it's rebirth. Remember? Okay, which one's? No, I thought that was death. Death's rebirth. The tower's bad. Okay, just don't worry about it. Just pick one. What is it? Okay, it's not the tower or death. It looks like um, does it look sad or does it's it look... a woman in a polka dot headscarf. Yeah, lovely. Uh, with a baby. Awesome. Oh, really? Like well, let's have a look. 
It's she's got like oh that's not we've seen it, it. initially it, it, makes me want to go itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. bikini. Um, she's looking That's at a man bench that. pressing on there. What's the? Oh what's yeah, he's got some. He's got some dumbbells in his hand. I've got no idea what that would be. I don't know what it is. Is it a cup? He's got. Is I think it must be a cup. One cup I can see. Okay. The one of cups. The one cupeth run over, but he does look like he's tipping whatever it is is out. Um. So she's got. A, she's got a yellow. Are you sure it's up. cups? No, no, I'm definitely not sure. What the fuck is that? Oh, no, it's three of fucking stars. Where are the stars? Aren't they pentacles? Pentacles, yeah. But I will never get over the word pentacle. Pentacles. So it's number three. Okay, okay. You got it? Oh, my shit in Christ. What? I've just spied what it says. Is it good? Oh, no. If this represents our year, the three symbolises successful teamwork. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) told you he's gonna be mad <laughs> yes boom come on oh my god it says different people come together to achieve an early success honest to fucking god that i don't want to be smug that has really made my fucking year day year day year slash day <laughs> that was never gonna work was no, it no you can put prop it up on my beautiful, oh yeah um, so you make up travel bag Look at that. Jesus fuck. Jesus Well fuck. done, Thank Hannah. You. I'm Thank you. so Thank you. thrilled with oh, that. Oh, the pressure is gone. The relief is immense. Mm. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay. Do you like a story? I would love a story. Okay. So what I've done today, I've gone a bit rogue. Yeah. And I'm very excited about it. I have got a few little ones for you. A few Mm -hmm. little creepy ones. But I also, I also read a little bit more into... What the fuck goes on at Canic Chase? Oh, I'd love Because that. we went to Canic Chase and this month's ghost hunt at patreon.com slash ghost hunt. And we filmed us it'll going in now. search of the... Um, it'll be out now. It'll be there on Patreon, ready for you to go. We went in search of the black-eyed children of Canic Chase. So shall I... I'm, I'm going to read you this little one first. It's yeah. two paragraphs. Yeah, I'd love that. And then I'm going to read you out... Uh, maybe I'll do that for the next one. Anyway, that doesn't matter. So I'm going to read you the story, Okay. One day, my grandmother took me to visit one of her friends. The old lady we were visiting was named Cora, and she lived in an old house that must have been built back in the 1900s. On the way there, my grandmother told me that Cora had been born in the house, and that was where she intended to die. Her husband, Mike, had passed away a few years earlier after a really long illness. He died in the back room of a house. Of the house. Not a house, not a random house, just the house. (laughs) Cora missed him terribly, but she had just recently started dating a new man called Bob. Hang on, who's Cora again? Cora's um, her grandmother's friend that they're just going to go visit. Oh, Cora's dating a new man. Cora is on the dating scene. She's got on Tinder. She's not letting, you know, the death of her husband get her down. She is out. Yeah, she's gone to Um, Goa to find herself a young lad. Yes, and Bob was the same age as her, so they're like grandparent age. Love that for her. When we arrived, Cora was standing in the doorway waiting for us. She kissed me on the cheek. I wrinkled my nose because she smelled of piss. (laughs) That is literally what it says. I do not condone. Oh my god! That. <laughs> How are you going to get a boyfriend, Cora, if you stink of fucking was? 
Cora, just go to the fucking toilet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she I'd rather just... I feel like this has been written by somebody who is... <laughs> I feel it's been written by somebody who's got very... Uh, who's just, like, very prejudiced towards old people. Because they don't all stink a piss. Yeah. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> just saying that in case we have any over 60s. She introduced me to her pet cat. It was 10 years old and she called it Mr. Stinky. Is that cat? Is that cat? Well, this certainly is cat. <laughs> oh, great, I thought. A smelly old lady and a smelly old cat. This will be fun. Oh. Inside the old place was dirty, dusty and unkempt. It was unpleasant, but I tried to be polite and kept on smiling. We sat around the kitchen table and I listened to the two old ladies chat about old lady stuff until I thought I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and then I chucked then... myself under a bus. <laughs> I couldn't take the smell of piss. <laughs> These fucking stinky animals and stinky old The end. I'd like to say that I don't agree with this. Cora told my grandmother that there was something she wanted to show me. That there was something she wanted to show her in the backyard. They wanted me to come with them, but I told them to go ahead without me. I couldn't listen to their stupid conversation any longer. I glanced at my watch and wondered when it would be to time when it would be time to go home. When I looked up, there was an old man standing over me. He was staring down my blouse. What a creep. I gave him a disapproving glance, but then I remembered I had to be polite. Oh, hello. You must be Bob. Pleased to meet you. He didn't reply. Instead, he moved closer to me, and I couldn't believe what happened next. He reached out and tried to touch my boobs. Fucking hell. What's this got to do with Canic Chase? No, this isn't. I'm going to read that later. Oh. <laughs> I was waiting to be well, like, Well, there's a lot of dogging in Canic Chase. Yeah. Um, is, is, who's the, is the narrator some fucking teenager? I think so, yeah. Great. I cleared my throat quite loudly and gave him an angry look. He withdrew his hand quickly. The way he was standing there, just staring at me, made me feel very uncomfortable. After a few minutes, he turned around and walked out. What a weirdo. Just then, my grandmother and Cora came back into the room. I was about to tell them what had happened, but I didn't really want to cause a problem, so instead I got up, excused myself, and went to the restroom. I was sitting on the toilet when the door suddenly opened and the creepy old man came in. I cringed. This is a bit... This, I hate this bit. When you... I cringed in horror. When you're sitting on the toilet, it's one of the most vulnerable situations you can find yourself in. Instead of excusing himself or turning around like any decent person would do, the old creep got down on his hands and knees and started crawling towards me. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Ah, pedo ghost. Just fucking boot him in the fucking nose. Yeah, it's minging. Um, get the fuck out of here, I said, you fucking fucker. I mean, it does say bleeping bleeper, but I've changed. <laughs> you fucking wanker. You fucking fucker. <laughs> Jesus. You fucking toss pot. <laughs> toss pot. I hissed angrily. Oh, sorry, hissed. <laughs> get out and stay out. I don't usually swear if I can get my point across in any other way. He looked shocked by my colourful language and crawled out the door. I was shaking with anger. As soon as I'd finished what I was doing, I washed my hands. <laughs> Just, but yeah. hygiene first. Yeah, you don't want to smell a piss. I think if I was almost assaulted by an old man in, a, in someone's house, I would, I would just forget to wash my hands. No? Uh, you're gross. Oh, no, everyone's going to stink a piss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to pull a Cora. I tried to regain my composure before leaving the bathroom, but it was no use. That old creeper's made me steaming mad. Where's that creepy old boyfriend of yours? I thundered when I walked back into the room. Cora was dumbstruck. What happened? asked my grandmother in shock. Her boyfriend, Bob, came into the toilet while I was on the toilet and he got down on his hands and knees. That dirty freak will not stop looking at me. Where is he? Cora's eyes grew wide. Bob's at work. He won't be home until later tonight. And then it took me a few moments straight to sink in. That means it was your husband. Uh, or just a local pedo. Pervy ghost. <laughs> or a local pedo. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, you're like, oh, is it maybe? But for Christian the sake of door? for the sake of the pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's a, it's a ghost. It's a, a, a pervy ghost. What'd you make of that? Disgusting. Yeah, minging. Oh, God. You know what? Men can't, can't just give it a fucking rest, even in, in rest. Even in death. Even in death, they still want to just cop a look of your tits. Yeah. And so she shouldn't have said that someone's drunk a piss, sick. but she also shouldn't have been assaulted. She didn't deserve that. I will say. But um, hands and knees. That is so gross. It's crawling. It's crawling. crawling. I imagine it being a quick crawl as well, which freaks me out even more. Oh, I imagined a slow. I think the quick one like the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in the ring. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, by the way, I'm really enjoying Squid Game. The oh, it's reality fuck. TV I don't know show. how you've not watched it before. I am thrilled with it. Oh, hang I on. Can't wait. The reality TV show? Yes. So you're watching the challenge, not the original one. I've seen the original one ages ago. Oh, then why were you watching it the other night? I wasn't. I was watching the reality show. Oh, it looks like the original one. That's why it's confused me. Yes. It's so good, isn't it? Oh, it's so good. So good. Because I really enjoyed Squid Game when it was on. Yes. It's like, this is so great, up my alley. Great show. Oh, my God. Great show. And then... Um, the downfall of society. Well, also, I just really enjoy that they all have to pretend to play dead. I mean, I've only just done episode yeah, one. Some of them don't. Some of them, some don't. of them are like, fuck's sake. And yeah. some of them are like, oh. I'd be so angry oh. if I... Uh, anyway. I wanted to go in there. So that. good. My mum nearly went in. She should have. They said that she could go in. And she was just like, no, nah, I don't think so. Oh, so technically, Terry. my mum has robbed the family Terry. of four million quid. Thanks, Terry. I know you're listening. Anyway, I'm only on episode one, so no Oh, spoilers. God, it's, it's going to get so good. Oh. Okay, would you like to know? Yes, please. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'll give you one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just well, went Well, if going. you want a story, I'm then a story. I've changed my mind. No, you will you. get. <laughs> Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I hear a train whistle at 2.14am every night. Oh. Every night I hear the train. A few days ago we moved into a house 500 feet from the tracks. What a mistake that was. Every night without fail at exactly 2.14am the train rumbles by, laying on the horn like no tomorrow. Whoop, whoop! Very good. <laughs> and then last night it sounded closer. At 2.14, on the dot, I heard the familiar cry of the whistle. That's oh, a steam train. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, does it sound louder to you? Oh, sounds as loud as it always does, David groaned. Why do we get a house so close to the train? This is torture. Because it was cheaper. Mm. I'd rather eat ramen for the next two years and listen to that whistle. Woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> the party train! <laughs> Spring break! <laughs> Oh, look, there's pole dancers on that train. <laughs> I'm like, get on it. <laughs> okay. Um, it's louder. It's much louder. I walked to the window, peering through the blinds. I could just barely see the train whooshing past behind the houses across the street. Bless those poor souls living closer to the tracks than we did. Maybe they got a new whistle, David said. Oh, no, I hope not. Or maybe the air's clearer tonight. I don't know. The rustling of sheets as David rolled over. Go to sleep. I stared out into the darkness, watching the train. Silver flickered between the gaps in the houses, red lights streaked by. The whistle sounded again, softer now, as the train was almost past, and then it was gone. I walked back to my bed and pulled the covers tightly over me. The next night, it was even louder. Woo woo! <laughs> <laughs> I, I groaned. Woo 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 woo! <laughs> woo! It's like. <laughs> The Fenger bus is coming and everybody's jumping. <laughs> Why? The Fenger train. <laughs> oh, look, 
but there's the train oh, to Ibiza. The train. <laughs> One stop to Ibiza. <laughs> Shagaloof, here we come. Uh, and this is like in Maine or something. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it's going to be a long train. Yeah. I groaned and glanced at the clock. 2.14 a.m. Man, whoever drives this train is extremely punctual. I rolled over, tried to ignore it. But the sound bored into my head like a drill. And the pauses between the whistles are more agonising than the sound itself. Dreading the next jolting, awful woo-woo was like some sort of cruel and unusual psychological punishment. Damn whistle, David snapped. The whistle must have really pissed him off. David rarely swore, if ever. It was a thing of pride to him. I thought, though, he wouldn't admit it. Yeah, sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, and you're right, it does sound louder, David said, rolling towards me. And you know what? I've never seen that train during the day. It's like it's trying to wake everyone up. I say that. Is it literally just once a day? It's a night Because train. if I lived on that train line, I would be fuming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, you can get out of here at 2am. 2.14, that's it. That's the only time it appears. Um, it's like it's trying to wake everyone up. Huh. That was a weird thought. He was right. I'd never heard it in the daytime. But there must be some explanation for that, right? I'm no train expert, but don't some freight trains only run at night so they don't have to worry about cars piling up at the train crossings? Maybe it only runs at night, I said. What, only one train runs on those... What, only one train runs on those tracks at 2.14am? It makes no sense. I walked over to the window again. There it was, coasting through the darkness, the metallic thrumming of the wheels rumbling through the air. Then the whistle. (laughs) Woo! Woo! The house is across the street. I'm quite impressed. <laughs> that was good. Woo, woo! <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a little nod every time I need yeah, one. Yeah, okay, sure, I'm ready. <laughs> the houses across the street were all dark. I'm disturbed by the noise right behind them. Maybe in time, we'd get used to it too. That morning was difficult. I fumbled through my morning routine, almost brushing my teeth with anti-itch cream. Oh, God. (laughs) As I walked out into the driveway, I saw one of our older neighbours in her pink jumpsuit doing a morning walk. Energetic and spry, which seemed almost superhuman this morning. Good morning, she said with a bright smile. Good morning, I replied. She was almost out of sight when I remembered she lived in the house across the street, right in front of the train tracks. Hey, Gertrude, I called. (laughs) That's a shame. What? That's a shame. And no, no shade to any Gertrudes out there. No shade at all. But even you me. have to admit that it's a hilarious name. It is a hilarious name. It's a shame. It's a Dirty sh- Gertie. D- <laughs> yeah, it's quite an old name, isn't it? Yeah, Gertrude. Gertrude, anyway. Um, German? Hey, huh? German? Is it German, do we think? Gertrude. Gertrude. Gertrude Um, I don't know. Uh, yes, dear? Didn't the train keep you up last night? Her smile didn't waver. No, dear. Didn't even hear a train last night. Really? You didn't? I stopped. She'd already turned around, power walking her way around the bend. <sighs> I sighed and got in the car. Work was physically painful. Just keeping my head from flopping on the desk was a struggle. My brain was in a fog despite the two cups of coffee I downed, and I made no progress on the report that was due Tuesday. When I pulled into the driveway... <laughs> <laughs> when I pulled into the driveway at 5pm, I knew what I had to do. I was going to go and look at the train tracks. Mm. I didn't know why I did it exactly. I guess it's for the same reason people want to see the face of the masked man who mugged them or broke into their home. Somehow, coming face to face with your tormentor is oddly satisfying. It's a bit it's a bit weird comparing a train to, you know, an attacker. Yeah, but... This I, is really messy. I have to say, I have to say... When you are deprived of sleep from noise, it is one of the worst fucking things. I can't relate because I would sleep through anything. 
Somehow, coming face to face with your tormentor is oddly satisfying, but nothing prepared me for what I found. I walked straight across the road and between two houses, hoping no one saw me, I was... Oh no, I said that very wrong. <laughs> I walked straight across the road and between two houses, hoping that no one saw me. I was technically trespassing, probably. To my left, there was a little plastic slide in the backyard, just a few feet from few feet from the tree line in front of the tracks. What? Someone lets their kids play out here so close to the tracks? I glanced at the other backyard. It held a cute little patio area, which again was pretty close to the tracks. Boy, these people had really gotten used to the train. I trudged ahead to the tree line. Beyond, I could see the space where the train flew by every night. My pulse quickened. This was the moment. I stepped into the underbrush, took a deep breath and peered out. My heart stopped. The tracks are abandoned, mm. twisted, overgrown, cracked. The wood was rotten and splintered. Wayward weeds and even small shrubs had burst up through the space between the railroad ties. I looked left, then right. The tracks extended in either direction, three muddy feet below me as far as the eye could see, but it wasn't a clean tunnel through the underbrush. Branches poked out into the area and the foliage crept forward, ready to overtake the tracks. Excuse me, a voice said behind me. I whipped around. A tired mother stood behind me, her hair in a messy bun, holding the hand of a three-year-old girl. Can I help you with something? She asked, more of a warning than a question. I... well, sorry, I just... well, the track's there. Do, do trains ever come by? She shook her head. No, they've been abandoned for a good five years. But I've been hearing a train every night at 2.14am. The woman's face paled. You should go, she said hurriedly. Then she turned around and swiftly walked back into her house, dragging her daughter behind her. When I got back to the house, David was already there, eating leftover pasta for dinner. David, I said breathlessly, the tracks are abandoned. He stared at me, stopping midway through a bite of pasta. What? The train tracks across the street, they're abandoned. No train's been on them for five years. Well, that's impossible. We hear that train every night. Well, no trains have been there. There, there are weeds everywhere in the trees. I said, that's impossible. He suddenly oh. slammed down his fist on the table. The silverware rattled. They have to go at 2.14. They have to go not. All I could do was stare. David was always soft-spoken. Never raised his voice, never swore. Hitting the table or anything for that matter was something I couldn't even picture him doing. There must be a train using the abandoned tracks, he continued in a tone of forced calm. Maybe illegally. He stabbed at the pastor across from me in silence, keeping his eyes on his food. My heart throbbed in my chest. David... Are you okay? <laughs> I ventured. Of course. Of course, he said, not looking up. Okay. I picked up my dish and brought it to the sink. The rush of water drowned out the uncomfortable silence and I was thankful. Then I set it down next to the sink, dried my hands and glanced at the clock. 8.27pm. Only five hours and 47 minutes until the train. When I finally went to sleep, I couldn't fall asleep for hours because I knew that stupid whistle was going to wake me up, but somehow I must have because at exactly 2.14am, I woke up. Not to the train whistle, to a loud rumbling sound. I shot up. David, what is that? My hands fell on empty covers. David? Mm. Woo! -woo! The whistle pierced the air. I forgot about that. <laughs> so loud it hurt my ears. I jumped out of bed, ran across the room. David, where are you? I froze as red light flashed through the blinds. What the hell is going on? The sound, the noise, it was like the train was going right outside our window. Like it would crash into our house at any moment, flatten and crush us to pieces. I finally tore my eyes away, yanked the door open and charged out into the hallway. David! Da he was just standing there. 
in the guest bedroom, in front of the window, still as a statue. Ah. The red light flashed across his face as he stared out. That fucking train, he said in a hoarse whisper. Oh. A chill coursed through me. I approached him slowly, my heart pounding in his chest. How can your heart pound in his chest? I don't understand that. What? I think I said that. <clears throat> it says I approached him slowly, my heart pounding in his chest. <laughs> it it means my. That's a typo. I think it's a typo. Oh, hello, it's a typo. <laughs> yeah, that typo on. alert. Whoop, whoop. I thought that was a twist, and I was like, oh, it's in his chest. <laughs> no, it's just the typo train right. pulling on in. Okay, a chill course through me. I approached him slowly, my heart pounding in my chest. His expression was hard to make out in the darkness. I only saw the red light sparkling in his eyes. David, are you okay? That fucking train, he repeated. I joined him at the window, my whole body shaking, but the train, it was where it always was, whooshing by behind the houses across the street. No, there's no way it could have made so much noise from all the way over there. Now the noise was quieter, back to normal. David, come on, let's go back to sleep. My heart pounded, waiting for him to speak. Instead, he silently followed me back into the bedroom. He climbed up into the bed, pulled the covers over himself and didn't say a word. I stared at the ceiling. Sleep the last thing from my mind. We both slept in that Saturday. By the time I rolled over and looked at the clock, it was almost noon. Hey, sleepyhead. I turned to see David laying there, a smile on his face. Hey. Memories of last night flooded back to me and my smile faded. Last night you seemed... um. Like a creepy fucker. Like a creepy little fuck. Are you feeling okay? I'm fine, he replied, pulling me close. And I believed him. I really did, because I'm a sentimental fool, blindly in love, I don't know. The rest of the day was wonderful. Just a lazy, rainy day with David, laughing and watching shows. But after the sunset, he grew agitated. I have to get something done, he snapped after dinner. Then he stormed upstairs to his study and I didn't see him again until I went to bed around 11. By then, he was fast asleep, lying still and facing away from me. He was facing away from me, breaths slow and rhythmic. And breasts slow and rhythmic. my breasts just in my face. My breasts leaking because of the seagull outside. It's one of the funniest stories ever. (laughs) Ah. Ah, Bodies are so weird. Um, As expected, I woke up a few hours later with a start. But as I sat up in bed, only silence filled my ears. No train whistle, no rumbling. I glanced at the clock. 2.10am. That's weird. I've never woken up before the train. That's when I noticed the bed was empty again. David? climbed out of bed, ran down the hallway, but this time he wasn't in the guest room. I charged down the stairs. David, where are you? Motion caught my eye through the dining room window. A man crossing the street. Oh, it's a creepy little bastard, isn't David? What the hell is he doing? Against my better judgment, I pulled the door open and walked down the front steps. By the time I got down to the road, he was already slipping into the shadows between the two houses, heading right towards the tracks. David! I yelled. He didn't turn around. I broke into a run. I couldn't see him anymore. The moonlight didn't make it into the gaps between the houses. I made it to the grass, tiptoed through the alley and fought through the brambles at the tree line. He stood with his back to me at the edge of the tracks, still as a statue. The moonlight glinted off his hair, outlining him in a silver light. 
David? I asked softly. One minute, he replied without turning around. One minute until, until the train. The train. <gasps> oh, it's 2.13 a.m. David, this is insane. We shouldn't be out here. It's late. And, and this is someone else's property. I reached for his arm. As soon as my fingers touched his skin, he jerked away. Come on, we have to go back inside. W what are you hoping to do anyway? Stop the train? I scoffed. You've been acting really weird, David, and it's honestly scaring me a little. Good. Then all right. It all happened so fast. He whipped around and grabbed my shoulders. With a simple pivot, he swung me in front of him. And then he threw me down onto the tracks. Oh my God, this is escalated. The impact of the metal shot through my hips, my arms, my back. I fought my way up, feet slipping over the rotten railroad ties. David, what the hell are you doing? Now I could finally see his face. He stared straight ahead as if focused on something far away. His lips were turned up in a smirk. 30 seconds. Oh! He said softly. David! Jojo! <laughs> I feel like it's going to get better. The faint whistle of the train, followed by a soft rumble that I felt vibrate through the metal under my feet. A pair of white lights twinkled in the darkness like twin stars, getting closer, impossibly fast. I screamed and lunged for the forest, but the ground was three feet above me. Three muddy, steep feet. I sunk a foot into the ground, grabbed for a branch near the edge to hoist myself up, and David shoved me back down. The lights were close now, glaring through the darkness, blindingly bright. The vibrations travelled through the rails, through my body as it rumbled closer. <laughs> the whistle was loud now, deafeningly loud. I launched myself through. I launched myself towards the forest, scrambling for purchase. I can't die here. I can't. The train is coming, and oh god, it's so close. I could feel the wind rustling my hair, the heat coming off it, the rumble suffusing through every part of my body. I sunk my foot into the earth again, clawing my way up. The wind whooshed at my back. A hand grabbed mine, but instead of shoving me back, it pulled me up. And then we were running through the underbrush, the shadows blurring and tilting around me. The train rocketed past behind us in a gust of wind. Red light flit over the grass and the rumble filled my ears. Are you okay? A mess of brown hair, a young face. It wasn't David. It was the mother I'd encountered yesterday. The one who told me the tracks were abandoned. I, my, my husband, I don't know what... She squeezed my hand and looked into my eyes. Don't worry, he can't hurt you now. I stared at her, my heart pounding. What are you saying? The train only takes the ones who will hurt, she replied, her voice melting into the thunder of the train. But, but David would have hurt you sooner or later. It was only a matter of time. The train only brings out what is already there. Oh, turns you into your, your inner self. I glanced back at the train. Silver streaked through the branches, red lights flashed, but there was no silhouette standing next to it. David was gone. Where's it going? I asked, my heart throbbing in my chest. She looked at me grimly in the darkness. I think you know. I don't know. Hell, baby! Well. Oh my god. So David's going straight to fucking hell. So Single it was ticket. a ghost train. It was a yeah. ghost train. David's going to hell. David would have ended up being a right bastard. David was a little mm. fuck. Yeah. We could already tell, can't twatty, we? Twatty twatty David. Lovely story. Well, thank you so very much. Very nice. No, you're welcome. I assume that was a thank you for my foley. Oh no, very good foley. You turned from woo-woo into choo-choo. 
which was interesting. Did I? Yeah. Did I do choo-choo? You started going choo-choo. No, yeah. I'm sure I didn't. No, well, you, I would never choo-choo. You did. <laughs> never. You did. And there's fucking footage to prove it. <laughs> yeah, if only we were filming this. <laughs> and recording. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, do you want another story from me? Yes, please. Um, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about Canic Chase. Ooh, yeah. No, I don't want to upgrade my Evernote. Thank you so much. You fucking <laughs> Right, okay. Uh, Sue. So, okay, so, me and Big Sue went to Canic Chase to go in search of the black-eyed children. Mm-hmm. You'll have to go to Patreon to see how that ended. However, I wanted to talk to you a bit about the background of the black-eyed children of Canic Chase because, as we know, we discussed about the two people dying in a car accident after the black-eyed children turned up at their house. Um, so the first Canic Chase ghost was sighted back in 2021 by a pair of teenagers. The young couple set up their tent in the Bitches Valley area. Is there a valley called Bitches? Bitches Valley. As in B-I-T-C-H-E-S? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Have you been there? No. Well, maybe I have, I don't know. It's all just like a big, massive field, isn't it? Bitches Valley. Bitches Valley. Maybe oh, we should go there next. Yeah, we should. When settling down for the night, they heard noises around their tent at midnight. After taking a little peek outside, they heard a child giggling. (laughs) Before a shadowy figure was seen drifting between the trees. I was absolutely terrified. I'd read the stories in the news about the black-eyed child, but it wasn't until the thing stood right in front of me that I could quite believe them, one teenager said. I knew instantly that we were dealing with the real thing because it moved in ways humans simply can't move. It was like it could teleport from one place to another when it was moving around and hiding behind the trees. But the girl disappeared, leaving the teenagers terrified without sleep and waiting for sunrise. They spotted the ethereal girl again while walking back to the car. They noticed the black eyes peering from behind an oak tree. Oh, Pinky! Um, there was another incident in October 2019 when a young girl chased after the black-eyed child near Castle Ring, which is where we went oh, the other day. Oh, shit, we were at Castle Ring. We were at Ring. Castle Ring. A young girl chased after the black-eyed child near Castle Ring, and again, she was unable to catch up with her. The girl involved ran through the trees following the black-eyed child until she reached a sheer cliff edge drop of around 20 feet. She had not managed... To, 20 feet. She had not managed to slow her pace and avoid the... F- oh, no. Had she not managed to slow her pace and avoid the fall, the girl would have come to some serious harm. So that... They are the, they are the black-eyed children. Now, there is lots of things that people see around Canic Chase, but one of them is none other than the pig man of Canic Chase. <laughs> That's right, Ooh. Susie. Pig man. Sexy. Who's pig man? He sounds, like he, could, he sounds like he could be the one you're after. Yeah. Mr. Baconhead. (laughs) (laughs) Susie wants the pork sword. (laughs) I've never been more disgusted than myself. Pork sword. Pork sword. I'm serving up pork sword for Christmas dinner. (laughs) I'm having pork sword for my Christmas dinner. Sorry, Mum. Sorry, Mum. Yeah, sorry, Mum. So there is a poem about the pig man. Do you want to hear it? Yes, please. When night falls, enter the woods at your peril, for inside lurks something worse than the devil. Avoid at all costs the gathering place where at midnight, midnight, <laughs> midnight the pig man roams on Canic Chase. 
That's good, isn't oh it? Oh my god. The most iconic of the various cryptids claims to Oh my god, we'll start that again. The most iconic of the various cryptids claimed to be roaming the chase has to be the pigman. First reported in 1993 by a retired couple making their way back to their car at the Castle Ring car park. Shut up. That's where we up. were at. That's literally where we started. Where we were. They had just made it out of the trees in time. You know where that is. Because mm. that's what we did. Made it out of the trees in time as darkness had almost completely fallen and were walking past the ring when they both heard some odd scrambling sounds in the trees. That's, that's a scrambling sound. Well, we heard weird. Grunts. We heard grunts. Yeah. So I think we saw the pigman. Yeah, I think pigman was was with us. Someone or something was following them, and they sped up a little. The man looked to his left and saw something, possibly a person, seemingly on their hands and knees. Oh, again with it's the, creepy, and it? it's the inhuman yeah. things that are weird. Uh. Then he saw the face and head of this person, a long conical snout and tiny beady eyes, while dressed in old rural clothes. They quickened their pace even more as they approached their car and the thing seemed to stop. As they jumped into their car, the lady fumbled to start the engine. They both looked back along the track and there it was, standing up around seven feet tall with the definite head of a pig. And as the man pulled the door shut, they both let it, oh, they both heard it let out a blood-curdling scream as if a squeal and a roar were mixed together. Oh no. <laughs> Sounds like a dog. I've been practicing it Chihuahua since yesterday. <laughs> Chihuahua just sounds like Rosie. <laughs> um, After this story was featured in local news outlets, it made it into the 14 Times, where its readers offered several explanations for the frightening apparition. Local folklore has always claimed that the secret experiments were carried out in a military establishment on Canic Chase during the Second World War. Pigs were apparently the choice of animal with the easy take-up of pig parts by the human body and transplants offered as evidence. They say a local woman was spiked at a local pub. A local woman at a local pub. Oh, that could have been. That was probably that pub that we went to. Yeah. Taken to the secret laboratory where she had a fertilised egg or a pig-human embryo inserted inside her. The unwitting surrogate mother delivered. Uh, the unwitting surrogate mother delivered the experiment by cesarean, and it was raised to childhood at the base. Somehow the thing escaped and made its way into the woods, perhaps living in some of the abandoned mines on the chase. If this story were true, then the pigman would have been in his late 50s around the time of the Castle Ring sighting. Or 180 in pig years. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of fun. Um, I suspect the story was put there to deter local boys from coming up from the various military areas on the chase during the war. This is the guy that's written the book that says this. Um, but what do the couple actually see? Well, there's... Uh, the most well-known account of a pigman sighting on Canic Chase. It isn't the only one. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> one Friday evening in 2010, a young man walked into the forests of the ch ah! <sighs> And one Friday evening in 2010, a young man walked into the forest of the chase with a group of friends to camp out. They intended to drink and chill out while cooking on a big open fire. All went well until one of the lads began to make their excuses as to leave as dawn approached. Most of them claimed to have to be at work on that Saturday, so off they all tramped. Our witness was gutted as he had gone to great lengths to set their camp up with various tarpaulins and hours worth of work had gone into cutting up the firewood. After fruitless phone calls and messages to everyone he knew, uh, the young man accepted that nobody was interested in a second night of camping, so returned alone to the woods to retrieve all his gear and see if he could hack a night there alone. Mm. He parked at Castle Ring, which is what we did, oh my God. and headed down the path into the forest, cutting the corner off by walking through the trees until he reached the main track. He lit a cigarette to calm his nerves and then carried on. 
As he neared the main path, he thought he saw a big dog sniffing around a tree there. Thinking a ranger might have discovered his campsite, he paused, crouching behind a tree. The dog was indeed huge, very pale, but with unsettlingly long hind legs. He then thought it might be a feral pig or something, as this was clearly no dog. Then it stopped sniffing and stood still. The lad knew that it had smelted cigarette smoke, and it looked up at him. It rose, standing up on its hind legs, a freakishly, a freakishly tall, deformed human body with the definite snout of a pig. It charged at him up the slope, and the young man ran for his life. Terror struck, he ran straight past his car, uh, onto the nearest houses, only returning to get it some hours later. When he returned to the campsite with a large posse of friends and a couple of dogs, a few days later, they found the place wrecked with gear strewn everywhere. Most of the food was gone. Take care if you head into Canic Chase. If you don't encounter the pig man, who knows what else might be following you. Oh, my God. Love that. Mm. So I think we saw the... I think we heard the pig man. Yeah, the cryptids mm. of Canic Chase. I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost glad that we went in not knowing that. Yeah, because I would have shit my Because head. I genuinely, I mean, you'll, I did. you'll know if you've watched the, the ghost hunt, th there was a point where I heard... Yeah. I heard it before. I thought it was a man having a wank. Yeah, it sounded like the pervert or pig. Yeah. And probably the probably pig man. Yeah, pig man. Wow, and mm. she like gave birth in like this weird... Half man, half swine. <laughs> yeah, you swine. <laughs> I mean, I seem to think they're all men are swines. <laughs> okay. Just joking, not all men. Not <clears throat> all men, hashtag. Um, I love that. Would you like a little story? Yeah, then, please. I'd love <clears throat> this is called It Won't Stop Snowing. The snow's been coming later and later these last few years. I sit my coffee and stand at the window watching the flurries eddy and swirl in the wind. Mm. Eddie and swirl, my best mate. Eddie and swirl? <laughs> I'd never heard that before. Have you not? No. Eddie? They sound like a couple. Oh, Eddie. Eddie and swirl. I thought it was Eddie and. Eddie and swirl sound like a couple. Watching of the flurries eddy and swirl in the wind. Yeah, Eddie and Swirl. <laughs> Carrick. <laughs> Will I ever get bored of saying cork like that? No. No, it's nice. Uh, it's, it's nice. No. <laughs> it's nice. It's good podcasting. <laughs> good people. It used to be that it would start snowing around Halloween and it wouldn't end until late April. What? Nowadays, though, the snow comes after Christmas, and when it comes, it really comes. The blizzards used to last a day or two. Now they can go on for four, five, even six days. Where where are we? The, the North Pole? Probably. Lapland. Oh, yeah. Could be. We're on day six now. I haven't left my seat at the window for any real length of time since day three. I just keep watching, my eyes tracking the snow, my coffee spilling out of my shaking mug. There's almost no visibility outside. I can only see a hundred feet in front of the house. I'm painfully aware of this fact. Eventually, I see her. Oh. She's a silhouette at first, stumbling through the snow. Little more than a dark shadow that slowly starts to take shape. It doesn't even seem that she's making any progress, but she does. Soon, I can make out her face. It's as white as death, framed by long black hair. Her eyes are white and clouded over. Her arms are bare. She's wearing a white shift and nothing more. She should have frozen to death by now. And yet, she walks. A little more, and I can see her bare legs. She stands and sways. 
Oh. She takes two. Bare sticks. legs in the snow. It's like she's gone out uptown on a Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like the ladies in Durham. Oh, my God. A little more and I can see her bare legs. She stands and sways. She takes two steps forward and one step back. Pause. Two steps forward, one step back. She's getting close to the house now. Her sightless eyes are fixed on me through the window. I don't know what she is or where she came from. I don't know what she wants. All I know is that every time it snows, she comes back. When the snow stops, she disappears. She's almost to the window now. In another few minutes, the only thing separating us will be the glass. Oh. I really hope it stops snowing. Oh, that's spooky. Mm, a little bit of a creep Oh, that's for you. spooky. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. That's gross. Snow lady. Um, I've got some little ones too. I love a little one. Mm, a little love creep. a little one. Just to whet your imagination. Whet my whistle. Okay, great. Um, I stood there watching my future father-in-law hold his precious daughter's hand as he walked down the aisle. Tears in his eyes as the wedding march played in the background, reminding him that in a matter of minutes he would be witnessing me hold his daughter's hand and slip a ring on her finger. He reached the altar... <laughs> Are you thinking of a bum ring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just get down there, slip your ring on your finger, Mom. <laughs> get the bum ring on. I heard this. <laughs> and I looked up and Susie was like... I'm sorry. It's the way you said it. Slip the ring. Slip a ring. That's what it says. Slip the ring on finger. Also, <laughs> I imagine if you are going to put your finger up a bubble, um, it's not good to like back it onto it. You can't. <laughs> what do you mean? You can't slip the ring on your finger. <laughs> just you can't put that finger like, down. Wait there and just wait for it to be back. You mean like, like, a a, like a reverse truck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Really is the party bus coming yeah, to town. That's, that's David. Wow. <laughs> no, you'd have to be the one doing that, wouldn't you? <laughs> Come on then. Let's be having it. Yeah, slip onto my finger, please. <laughs> Wife. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> he reached the altar and I, I'm not going to fucking repeat that again. He reached the altar and I finally held her hand, grinning from ear to ear. I'd never been this happy. My bride's father then got down on his knees and started begging. I did what you asked. Just please. Please give my daughter back to me. I glad. Shut up. If you sit down and enjoy the rest of the wedding, maybe I'll tell you where I've hidden the rest of her body. What? <laughs> Your face. Hannah's frozen in time. <laughs> it's she's he's, it's literally just her hands. Oh. Yeah, murdered. Okay, well that went hell with the fart on a card, didn't it? Okay, great. Did you not enjoy that one? No, it's because I can't quite picture it. It's so he, he's like basically the father the father of the bride has just walked down the aisle with with a couple of hands. And, this and he's okay with that, but it's the granddad. No, he's not okay with it. He's like, "Where's you need to tell me where the daughter, my daughter's buried?" But you said the granddad gets on his knees. <sighs> the father of the bride gets yeah. on his knees and is like, "Please." Oh right, I so, think granddad. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of fat checking wouldn't go amiss. I heard father-in-law. Right. Oh, did you? Oh, fine, fine. Gosh. Oh, well, I think think I'm just pitching it. Okay, and yeah. Okay. A pair of hands. Yeah. Um, 
That <laughs> was. Did you enjoy that? I did. Is that nice? Creep of the week. 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 Okay, so this one is from. It's from Adiana. Oh, thanks, Adiana. Adiana, love. <laughs> Adiana. Not Ariana. It's a good name, isn't it? Yeah, I love that nice. name. Um, so let me. It's better than Paul. Um, oh, that's a bit harsh on the pools. Well, Paul, well, if you're listening. Paul's just a bit like, Paul's just a bit, just a bit. <laughs> I can't think of anything that's not offensive. <laughs> I think we've got a lot of pools listening and they're going to be Paul's going... fine. It's not very exotic. Like Hannah and Susie. Mm. And no offence, Tim, but Tim. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, no, Tim's grey. Why can't I find this fucking... But it's not exotic. Yeah, exactly. None of our names are exotic. Tim, for me, will just be Henman. In my head, you're a tennis player, Tim. I have never played tennis in my life. <laughs> that, good, you good know how... character, then. <laughs> okay, all right, Sasspot. <laughs> fucking Merry Sass-pot. Christmas to you, dickhead. Um, right, this I'm is... I'm losing my man. So, um, this is from Adiana, and she says, My boyfriend has a ghost, and it hates me. Oh, what a dick. <clears throat> Hi, ladies. I just recently started listening to your podcast. I found you on TikTok and I love it. I sent your podcast to tons of friends and family members because we're all very spiritual and love oh, horror as well shit. as ghost stories. My favourite segment is Creep of the Week. Ah, oh, here we go. Um, and I wanted to share a story of mine, one of many. Sorry, this is a long one. Since I can remember, I've always been very connected to the spiritual realm. Mm. I've always had paranormal activity happen around me, including having voices tell me stories and seeing figures everywhere I've gone. I once even went to a medium and the moment I entered her studio she fell to the ground holding her face and screaming because I caused her to go blind temporarily. Jesus Christ. That's so dramatic. What's her name again? Adiana. Adiana, I think you're great but don't come round my ass. Oh no, I think whoever did that is the one you should steer clear of. Being like, oh my eyes! I'd be like, alright, chill out. But isn't she supposed to be like really spiritual? That's why it's happened. Yeah, but... But powers, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. No, I'm Adiana, I'm team Adiana. I want to hang I mean, I'm on your team, but I just don't know if I want you next to me. (laughs) I immediately had to leave, and I've been terrified to go to another one since. Mm. Anyway, my story begins about four and a half or five years ago when I started dating my current boyfriend, let's call him Fred. Mm. Fred told me he's had odd things happen to him since he was a child, but always assumed there was a logical explanation for it all because he's a sceptic. I just assumed it would be the usual things that I've dealt with my whole life, and initially it was. Things like his Xbox turning off and on randomly, lights flickering, things falling randomly, all of that. About six months into our relationship, things started to get aggressive. A pot lid flew off the kitchen counter and hit me in the head while I was bent over in a cupboard at his house. What a dickhead ghost. Ah, I know. I'd woken up a couple of times with extreme bruises and scratches up and down my body and the water temperature in his shower would randomly spike and burn my skin every time I showered at his house. There is one instance, though, that still scares me to this day. We were making dinner and I went to grab my phone from the other room where it was plugged in. I flipped on the light switch and the lights started flickering. Oh, fuck off, you dick, I said out loud. 
because I was getting annoyed by this thing messing with me. As I wandered over to my phone, my phone, my phone, I heard what sounded like crackling behind me. Thinking it was just dinner on the stovetop, I continued over to my phone. I picked up my phone and started scrolling through the notifications. As I stood there, I was an office administrator at the time, so I received lots of notifications at all times of the day and night. Everything was normal. I thought about and I thought that the ghost had listened to me and actually fucked off. Then I heard it. The door behind me closed, which was odd since we never closed the door to the den unless we needed it into the closet behind it where all of his holiday decorations were stored. Uh, hey, Bubs, I'm in the den still, I shouted, thinking maybe he burnt dinner and didn't want the scent going into the other rooms of the house. No response. Babe? No response. Fred! I yelled out to him. A few moments later, Fred walks into the, into the room. Why did you close the door, babe? Fred asked. Well, I didn't. I thought you did to get into the closet. No, I'm playing up dinner. Stupid ghost. <laughs> yeah, sure. The ghost, Fred said, sarcastically as he walked out the room. I wandered over to the desk chair and sat down as I finished responding to my boss's and clients' inquiries on my phone. And then I heard the crackling sound again. That's weird, I thought to myself, since Fred said that he was plating up dinner, so nothing was on the stove anymore. But again, I brushed it off. Dinner's ready. Okay, I'll be right there. I stood up and wandered over to plug my phone back in. I was reaching for the phone charger on the table when I heard an odd pop sound immediately followed by something hitting my head and shoulders. I gazed upward to see that one of the bulbs in the fixture above me had exploded. Oh my God. As I was gazing upwards, pop, 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 the other two lights blew right above my head and showered me in glass shards, slicing through my skin on my forehead, nose and arms as oh. it fell. I yelled in pain and started running towards the door to get away from the glass, which was idiotic because I stepped on the glass in sock feet as I tried to get away. As I ran through the room, pop, 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 all six of the remaining bulbs in the room blew, showering the room in shattered glass. Fred ran to my aid as I dropped to the floor just outside the room because the glass stuck in my feet. Ah. Fred carried me into the bathroom and assisted in removing the glass from my feet and bandaging my many cuts. What just happened? Fred asked as he was pulling glass from my feet. I don't know, the light's blue, all of them, I answered. Once we finished removing all the glass and bandaging my cuts, I still couldn't walk, so he helped me to bed and brought dinner into me. I'm going to call an electrician. I don't think it was an electrical issue, I said. Well, there's no other way to explain it. This is an old house and the wiring probably shorted. He left the room and went to call an electrician and tidy up the glass in the den. The next morning, the electrician came to take a look, and to Fred's surprise, the electrician reported nothing was out of the ordinary. Mm. All of the, the wiring was in perfect condition. I had to work from home for four days because I could, before I could walk on my own again, and I never stepped foot into that Fuck. room again for the rest of the time we lived in the house. We've since moved towns and houses three times, but strange things are still happening to me. I've gotten tripped by nothing while going up and down staircases. I hear knocking on the walls and the ceilings of every house we've ever lived in, and more recently, I was pushed out of my bed when I was home alone. This is an ongoing situation, and I've only had these issues when I'm around my boyfriend, and I'm just sure wow. of hiring a spiritualist to find out who or what it's harming me so badly. Do it and let us know. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you want us there, we'll come. Um, what do you think of that? What do you think is going on? Is, is, is that a sign about That's a boyfriend? ghost. That's a hard ghost. Or a ghost warning you against your boyfriend. Or a ghost that's jealous. Do you know what I mean? A ghost that yeah. fancies Fred. Oh, yeah. Is Fred fit? Bet Fred's fit. Yeah, Diana, have you got a fit boyfriend? Yeah, Diana, this is just humble brag, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This like, is a ghost story. She's like, I got Fred a is so friends. hot, and he's plating up dinner. And this this lady ghost, all male ghosts, <laughs> are 
Miss Adiana. Susie's thought... living in 1920. Um, <laughs> Adiana, do let us I've know what's going on. I've been dead for 30 years. Let's go. Do you want a quick, we get haunted? Yeah. So you don't have to. Okay. This Tim, could we turn off the lights, please? Uh... No. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Everyone at home pretend like the lights are off. Susie, yeah. this is called um, Hide and Seek Alone. Oh, I don't want mm, to. You have to. So there's, I forgot that we were in the little pod box. There's not really many options. You can either get behind that curtain or you can get under the desk. Up to you. Under the desk. Okay. What do I Good do? Day. I'm going to tell you what to do. Get under the desk. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, get in. Get yourself under there. Oh, fuck. Right, here she goes. This was all a ruse to get a podcast alone. Welcome to my podcast. Um, how to? This is my skincare podcast. Yes. Okay. I've just, oh, just waxed me. Okay. Put your hand. Put your hands in front of your face. No. No. Weird. Put your hands in front of your face and repeat after me. Yeah. I will hide. I will hide. And you will seek. And you will see. Eyes behind my fingers. Eyes behind my fingers. I promise not to peek. I will hide. And you will seek behind my back. You will sneak. Shit! I was going to do it to you! No, you're supposed to open your eyes and see a ghost. Has that happened? Okay, great. Did you like that poem? Yeah. Wrote it myself. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you come up now. Bye, everyone! That was fun, wasn't it? So you didn't Bye see a ghost? Bye, everybody. Didn't see a ghost? No. Great, okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy fucking New Year. Happy fucking New Year. <laughs>